Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Moving Up the Ladder, a show that gives you some insight and knowledge into career advancement, pretty much no matter what part of the employment spectrum you might fall on. For LocalJobNetwork.com Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma, and today's show zeroes in on the ideal path to an in-house promotion, including some advice and potential warnings from our guest, Mike Natalizio, President and CEO of HNI Risk Services. Mike, thanks for coming in today. I guess briefly, to kind of start, give listeners an idea of who you are, where you come from, uh, just describe your company, your role there, and kind of your experience so far. Sure, sure. H&I is a non-traditional insurance and business advisory firm. We're in New Berlin, Wisconsin. We have offices in Chicagoland and Grand Rapids, Michigan, and roughly just under 100 employees. So we're not a real large employer, but uh, prominent in the uh, New Berlin area. Okay, good. So I guess just getting really to the nuts and bolts of it right away, I mean, from your opinion and your company's point of view, how do you view in-house promotions as far as, you know, allowing employees to progress within your company? What's kind of the the idea there? Sure, absolutely. Well, as CEO of my company, um, the biggest challenge we have is getting talent and acquiring talent in our organization. And certainly when we get talent in, we want to keep those kinds of people happy, inspired, and challenged. And so in-house promotions is really how we've always grown. We brought people in and tried to grow them through, I guess you could say, a career ladder, although we don't have a real formal career ladder like some of the bigger companies. But we've always tried to grow from within. So I guess when you're kind of looking at it, I know maybe you're not in there necessarily as a, a manager would be, but what are the kind of maybe the simple steps you would tell an employee to help them maybe get recognized, get noticed by management or you know people that are above them? Well, if, if you know a little bit about me, you know I'm all about brand. And so, uh, you know, when it comes to branding, you think about a company, you brand your company, and what do you try to do? You try to stand out. You try to be different. And, and when you look at your own capabilities as a person, that's personal branding. So you know, my best advice is to use many of those branding principles that a company might use to differentiate in the marketplace on yourself. So your personal brand, talk about what makes you different, not just what makes you good, mm-hmm. uh, what makes you different. And, and those are the kind of things that I am really pushing within our organization and externally is building a personal brand. To me, that kind of maybe falls in the line of like marketability I and mean, what makes a person marketable. Sure. I guess maybe go into that a little bit as far as what would be a personal branding for somebody yeah. or what would make them more marketable? Well, I knew you were going to ask that question. As I was driving, <laughs> as I was driving here today, I was thinking, all right, I don't. I look at resumes, uh, but I don't really study them. Sure. And and I think that's really. I mean, that's the entry point to an organization is the traditional resume, and they've got the objective or purpose statement, and it always sounds the same. It sounds like I'm looking for a position that I can <laughs> use my talents and grow, and you know, blah blah blah. Right. Nothing really sounds different. And and I'm thinking as I'm driving in is what if, you know, you you were applying for an accounting role or something in a CFO, something like that, and you said, well. Your purpose statement was, I love to crunch numbers. <laughs> you know, I have a passion for crunching numbers, and too many leaders are making gut decisions today, uninformed decisions. Right. And so I'm going to help you do that. And if you could just, you know, look at starting right with the resume, trying to be different and, uh, and differentiate yourself and what makes you, uh, you know, very passionate about your job and what you want to do. What would be a way then, obviously people have skills, they have accomplishments that they're you know, that they're completing, what would be a way for an employee, do you feel, to kind of get themselves out there and say, hey, I have these skills now, I have accomplished this, without maybe being boastful and irritating, you know, their coworkers? How do you go about 
right. you know, promoting yourself in that way. Well, I think that is a challenge because, you know, being from the Midwest, we're not supposed to brag about ourselves. And, <laughs> and when you talk about personal branding, I think the first thing people resist is, I don't want to brag about everything I've done. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel good. And, you know, so take a little different approach. Uh, again, like a company, what you want to do is, is talk about uh, some of the accomplishments, what makes you uh, passionate about a job, what things have you done, and not necessarily to get credit, but to really show that you really are bringing value to the organization. Okay. Let's say now there's an employee who has done all these things, they had the skills, they've accomplished certain tasks, they still feel maybe they're not getting noticed. Is there a point, in, in your opinion, yeah. that it's proper or appropriate for them to go and ask or at least try to have that discussion, being a little more proactive with that? Sure. Well, you know, as a leader of an organization or a manager, uh, typically you're dealing with what I like to refer to as the wicked business problems <laughs> in, your, in your company, the things that really uh, keep you up at night. And so if you as an employee are recognizing some of those wicked problems that are ongoing in your organization, whether it be your manager or the leadership team, and you can start to attack those and start to show where you're bringing value to help uh, solve those problems, mm -hmm. you will get their attention. Okay. Believe me, they will listen and they'll be very interested in what you're doing and how you're helping uh, the organization move forward. Now, have you ever had a situation where somebody's literally come to you and been like, hey, I've done this, this, and this. We need to talk about a bonus or a promotion sure. or something. I mean, have you had that situation? Oh, I sure. guess, how did that go about? Uh, yeah, actually, um, it went well because, um, and sometimes, you know, it's management, leadership, uh, although we try to stay tuned in and, and try to recognize those accomplishments, uh, it's hard and you do fall behind. So, uh, you know, when they bring those forward, you can recognize those and take advantage of the opportunity. Absolutely. If it's done right. And I'm sure that uh, there's a, a bad way of doing it or a not so uh, positive way to do it, but it, it certainly can be a, a way to awaken management to some of the things you're doing. Also, I guess in my opinion, and I can ask you, could it possibly backfire on that person? And maybe not necessarily with management because uh, you, know, you could just be like, look, this is not a discussion we're going to have right now. But even with coworkers who would feel, hey, I've been doing this stuff too. Like, uh, how could you go and try to do something sure. like that? I mean, do you see some sort of negative impact of that? Well, I'm certainly positive, uh, possible to uh, have uh, some backlash from coworkers and what have you. But I think as a manager or leader, you're really going to recognize that that person's coming forward. And if it's turning the wrong direction, I think what, what you can do is really start to point towards what would be of value. Maybe there's a misconnection there as mm -hmm. what you think is valuable and what they think is valuable are two different things. So if you don't go forward and, and, and talk about it, uh, you could be out of alignment. So as you would leave that meeting as an employee, say, all right, if that's not the area that I can bring value, where can I or where should I be focused? And, okay. and that would be a good way to get alignment and, and move forward. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I guess kind of to help the listeners maybe a little bit, because a lot of the talk becomes more general as far as advice. We did have a couple things as far as what you'll see out there from career advice or, you know, ways to get promoted within your company. I just want to throw a couple out there for you and just maybe your gut reaction, if you agree with it, if you think it is important, or maybe maybe it's not that important in your mind. Um, and you know, just like I said, kind of gut feeling, or, or maybe you've experienced this uh, as far as these ideas go. So the first one that I had down um, was just to proactively seek new assignments and challenges instead of waiting for the work to come to you, uh, maybe stepping out, making suggestions, or just you know tackling a, a project. I mean, how important do you see that in, in trying to get yourself promoted, so to speak? 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, that is huge. And, and like I mentioned earlier, going after the bigger problems mm-hmm. that you see uh, as a leader, as a manager, you look for people that, that are proactive in doing that. So I think that's very important. Okay. And that was number one. And I, that, I don't know if they ranked these based on what they yeah. saw as important, but... <laughs> that's high on my list. Right. And the second one, I guess, is a way more from... It's not really tasks oriented, so to speak, or, or even skills, but they mentioned being able to cultivate relationships with people in power, as they say, managers, mm-hmm. upper management, um, you know, maybe even certain peers that may a, a level above. What do you see the role with that in terms of, again, trying to be recognized to be promoted with, within your company? Well, I think that's changed a lot over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been more frowned upon in, in years past, but right. today uh, with the, the advent of more social technologies, uh, having a voice is important. And I would even expand that beyond just leadership, but to the whole organization. And you know, going back to one of my earlier statements, I think the value you bring to the, to the organization today has changed as well. The old way, your value was the wisdom and the knowledge you had in your head. Okay. Uh, I think going forward and even today, it's different. It's how you use that knowledge, share that knowledge with your employees, your leadership team, your customers, and even the market. Mm. which, again, is a little edgy that you're sharing knowledge with the market. But, again, part of that personal brand is to is to demonstrate that knowledge that you have. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, a lot of what you're talking about, uh, you know, businesses have done for years, but now it's even focusing more on that individual. I mean, do you see that within your own company, and do you encourage that when you get a chance to talk to different employees or, or, or members of management? Sure. I mean, just like a company, you expand your offerings, right, your talents, your um, mm your abilities. And so as an individual, you know, you should be doing the same thing is where am I growing? Uh, what areas do I need to work on to build my brand and, uh, and certainly focus in on those. Okay. Uh, the next one down here, it's, I guess, a little near and dear to my heart with a journalism background, but I head down there to perfect your writing and communication skills. And now that may be general, yeah. but even as far as getting promoted, going back to building relationships, I guess, what do you see as that role as far as, or how important it is to be able to communicate effectively? Well, this sounds like my list here that you're, <laughs> but- uh, <laughs> Maybe I took it from yeah, your website. I don't no, know. <laughs> but you know, that is, that is true. And I would, again, um, presentation, how you present your ideas, uh, what you're talking about, whether it be through writing, um, it could be through video. Uh, you could have a, on your LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things that are articulating in a way of presenting what you're all about is really important. Okay. It doesn't just have to be even in the writing side. It could, if you're not a journalist, you could actually <laughs> uh, do videos or sure. podcasts or what have you. And I know that sounds extreme, but, uh, but that's really the way things are moving. Right. And this, I guess, kind of piggybacks on it a little bit as far as as an employee, when you're getting feedback from a manager, supervisor of some sort, um, another point they had on here was to be receptive to that feedback. But not only that, but somehow show those people that I'm, I'm utilizing what you said, I'm improving upon what you may have you know, thought I was lacking in. How important is that in, in terms of getting promoted? Is that seen as something that's you know, important to get recognized and to, for someone to say, hey, this is what we're looking for in an employee. Sure, I would tell you that's very important. And in, in, in our organization, we call that upward communication. Okay. And, and again, trying to get away from the boasting and bragging to, I really need to know, I really want to communicate this. So having agreement with your, your manager as to how, 
how frequently, what information they want. They may not want everything that you're giving them. Mm -hmm. So have a, an agreement on a weekly, monthly basis. Here's what I'm going to provide you in a socially acceptable way. And, and that will be very valuable as you come time to your review or uh, the promotion that you're looking for. Sure. And with all these, you know, obviously some of it, a lot of it's opinion on your part, but I would imagine that most businesses are trying to follow similar models. And the one note I had down here was as far as production, however you might, however you might value that, uh, whether it be sales or, um, you know, whether it's churning out certain, certain amounts, advertising, that kind of thing. Um, it, is that still maybe number one or close to the top in terms of just overall production? If you're producing, we'll find a way to, to move you up or, or put you in a position where you could even do further for the company? I think it is. I, obviously, production is near and dear to my heart and any, any organization, but I, I think oftentimes uh, advancement into roles that are different, that aren't necessarily suited for you, right. can be you know, a, a downfall. I mean, it, it may not work as good for the individual as well as the organization. So um, you know, I, I'm sure you've had other experts talk about this in, on, on the radio show, but more about finding the right role mm -hmm. And the right fit is, is more important, I think, than necessarily just walking or stepping up a ladder and getting into roles that you're not necessarily suited for. And I guess, again, along those lines a little bit, um, I want to give you a chance at least to briefly mention uh, the manifesto that you created. Uh, obviously, it's coming from your, your mind, your thoughts, that kind of thing. Um, give a little bit of a summary of, of what it entails, where they could find it, uh, just so they can have an idea if they want to understand more about you and, uh, and the way you think. Great. Well, it was probably a couple years ago as I've been talking about personal branding, you know, and, and mm -hmm. saying how important it is, and <laughs> figured it was probably time I walked the walk. And uh, uh, writing a, a manifesto, which is uh, 10 uh, vignettes on leadership that, okay. I, that I put together, really simple. And you can find it at my website, uh, MikeNatalizio.com. But it really was how I wanted to start to build my personal brand. And, and uh, to your listeners, I think it was a hard step and uh, a first big step for me. But once I did it, uh, things like this, this mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you reaching out to me, I think might have been in part because of the connection oh, you definitely. saw with right. the manifesto. And yep. so things generally start to happen. And uh, so again, it was part of that personal branding mission that I was on. And, um, and many companies aren't uh, necessarily on board with that. I've had people come in and, uh, that I've interviewed and they've said, well, my company doesn't allow me to put things on my LinkedIn account. Okay. And I, I find that uh, uh, maybe not disturbing, but it's, uh, I, I don't like to hear that because, right. I mean, I think that's really what um, is more authentic uh, about the individual. And LinkedIn is really about that. Mm -hmm. So that was my way of, of, of launching uh, my personal brand. And I guess going back then to um, you know, the whole idea of it, promoting within and the ideas behind them and how maybe it works or doesn't work, the question that kind of popped in my mind was I, I've, I've coached, I've been an athlete, so I, a lot of times I think in that team mentality. When you mm -hmm. think of somebody who maybe is just pushing for that promotion, feels like they want to focus on their skills and their achievements as opposed to kind of an overall idea. Can that be, is there a danger there as far as somebody maybe focusing too much on that as a goal as opposed to, you know, what they were brought in to do? Yeah, I think I think it can, uh, you know, as a manager or leader, uh, as a coach, uh, you need a team. And if that starts to get in the way of the team, mm -hmm. uh, that can be detrimental. 
So I think you have to be careful that if, um, if you're growing your team or a big, being a team member, that's important. If you're not, I think that will certainly work against you. Sure. I mean, do you think there are any signs or, or warning signs that possibly could come about, whether it be maybe in some sort of team meeting or in obviously just overall production, you might see some sort of strange trend that wasn't happening before. I mean, do you think there's something people could look out for if they're in this kind of position? Sure. Well, in the workplace today, more and more uh, organizations are moving towards collaboration. And if you're not being invited in to collaborate on, on issues or, or problems that the company's working on, it's probably a good sign that you're, you're not a good team player. Right. <laughs> and, and if you are being invited uh, to a number of these collaborations or workshops, what have you, um, that's a good sign that you're, you're being valued. Okay. So that, that might be one way. Sure. Moving forward then with that, somebody, you know, they're doing all the right things. They've kind of gotten themselves out there. They've, they've branded themselves pretty well to their employer. Still, they feel like, I just, I don't feel anything coming from this end. You know, not again, not necessarily a selfish way, but I've been here a while. I've done a lot of good things, helped the company. Are there any type of maybe, and you might be the right person to talk to because you don't necessarily like the traditional out there, quote unquote, strategies where it may be a risk in, in some regard as far as trying to get yourself noticed, but a strategy that does put yourself out there a little more or maybe is a little edgy as far as getting that promotion because you feel you've done everything you can the traditional way. I mean, any, yep. any type of things out there that maybe you could throw? Well, you, you know, there's also alternatives. Uh, you know, I never like to see anybody leave my organization, mm-hmm. but it's some, you know, it does happen in, in mine and others where you reach a point where you need to move on. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously we're seeing more migration of, of people, the workplace changing, more virtual uh, workers and what right. have you. Uh, I guess the, the thing I would uh, challenge the listeners to is if you're not happy and you're not feeling like the role you're getting, if you're not getting that satisfaction, there are alternatives of using your brand to mm-hmm. look elsewhere. Right. And um, you know sometimes that happens. And then you kind of have a unique perspective, maybe then some of the people we'll bring in here, just being the president, CEO of of a company. Um, As far as advice goes, if you were to sit down with some employees and you were just going to really just give them one good, solid piece of advice in terms of staying within the company, but finding ways to produce, to help, and in an effort to get promoted, what, I mean, do you have any sort of like main advice or like a key that someone should focus on in that position? Well, I think, you know, building your capabilities and your strengths obviously is important. And, and as I mentioned earlier, as, as I look at how you bring value to the organization, it's really how you share and make everybody in the organization better. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a no-lose deal, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there's another show we actually do called Minding Your P's and Q's. Uh, it's about business etiquette, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, how you handle yourself. And obviously this kind of plays a role in there. But I've had, or I've heard the term for people to have dem- demonstrated sustainability. I don't know if that's a term you use or you've heard. Basically to say, how long has a person been here and will they be valuable to us long term? And I guess in terms of a promotion, is there a certain amount of time or a certain amount of you know, production value that you would need to see before even entertaining that thought? Because you could argue like, like in any walk of life, you could have a good month, you could have a good six months, but is there a certain amount of time, even in your mind that, you know, I, I'm, we're not going to approach this for X amount of months, X, you know, a year, however you would focus on that. 
I guess just kind of your thoughts overall on that. Yeah, I think it's it depends, and that's probably a political answer there. <laughs> but uh, uh, generally speaking, I think if you're moving too quickly, uh, that can be a sign of uh, a change, too much, too rapid change. Although I'm a pretty uh, big change guy, mm. you know, to me it seems and feels like a year is is about the right time frame. Okay. I mean, I guess do you know or can you think of any situations where maybe you approach somebody sooner? Does it become just a, a determination by you that they are, you know, marketable? They do help the company in certain ways. And could you maybe give an example of a time where that did happen, or you felt like somebody really stepped up and and showed you that before kind of the general time frame you had? Yeah, I think the the way uh, when I start to see that, I think the the best way to do that is to uh, give them more challenges. Okay, if they're if they're taking on the role and, and they're excelling, uh, you know, stretch them out a little bit further, give them more, uh, almost take them out, you know, beyond their comfort zone and see how they react to that. And if they're continue to take that challenge on and grow and, and, and do a nice job, mm-hmm. there's, that's the time they're, they're ready to move up. If you reach a point where, well, you know, there's a, you know, a stumbling block or, you know, they're starting to stress out, you know right. that, okay, it's, you're pushing them just a little too far. Okay, good. I'm glad you kind of brought that up, and probably the last thing we'll touch on here is in terms of whether it be a promotion, it could be when you're bringing somebody in too, but I think more so within your company because you see them, you know, work on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Are you looking more at skills or transferable skills versus accomplishments? I mean, because I would imagine there are situations where somebody has these skills, and maybe it's bad luck, maybe it's just a bad month where they're not necessarily accomplishing as much as the next person, but you see them with more skill. I mean, do you have a preference to one or another? Is it kind of a balancing act? How would you kind of go about judging that kind of thing? I think it's a balancing act. Um, you know, there's a, a level of production that you have to achieve and metrics. You know, there's a lot of scorecards that are mm-hmm. out there today, uh, but that purely doesn't represent necessarily your long-term value to the organization. So looking at the skill sets, the capabilities, how they're bringing value to the organization, coupled with production, uh, generally speaking, you have to have both. Okay. And you know, if you don't, if you have one without the other over a, a long period of time, uh, it's gonna be a problem. Sure, sure. Great. Well, I mean, that's pretty much gonna wrap things up for us here on moving up the ladder. Uh, hopefully, our listeners are able to take away some nuggets from our conversation here with with Mike of HNI Risk Services. Thanks again for being on here with us today. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. And of course, it's always great to hear from you guys here at localjobnetwork.com radio. So. If you do want to give us a comment or suggestion, just drop us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And wishing you success in your endeavors this year and in the future, I'm your host, Tim Muma.